Hello, welcome to another episode of Daters Gonna Date. It's me, Roisin. I don't have Nicola with me here today. I'm flying solo, but I'm not completely on my own at all. If you're a fan of reality TV, if you've seen Below Deck, you know this girl, an Irish girl from Below Deck. It's Daisy Gallagher. Hello, Daisy. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, not too bad. Thank you so much for coming on today. I know you're super busy, probably a lot on, a lot of traveling. A lot of going back and forth. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm so, getting busier, but January's been uh, just been me and the wine. So. Got, yeah, well, listen, I don't blame you that I have a job and January was just me and the wine as well. So, you know, this is it for everyone. Um, I have to say, I I was watching Below Deck. You know, they have different episodes on A4 of the different things. And it was your series. And I was sitting there watching. And I was like, what? That's that's I felt like the Leonardo DiCaprio mem, you know, when he's pointing at the TV. I was like, that's an Irish accent. What there's an Irish person on this. I don't know what it is. It's always so exciting when you see an Irish person on, especially an American produced uh TV show, reality show. Um, because we did have Rachel who was on dated and related on Netflix on here a while ago. Um, but how does a girl from Ireland end up on a reality show like Blow Deck? Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I'm really excited about it as well. I think it's great to have Irish people fill those spaces and to, um, yeah, be one of the only Irish, I guess, in Bravo, possibly. Um, yeah, it's super exciting. That's kind of, yeah, definitely something I'm very happy about. So I hope all the Irish people are just as excited. Um, how I got into it, so obviously I was a stewardess um, yeah. for kind of eight years and the pandemic hit and uh you know like every reality tv show you have researchers who spam people who fit the profile of okay. casting so it's very normal for yachties to get messages from uh, blow deck casting and you know i got one years before but there was no way i was going to do it and um, okay. i had no interest in being on reality tv i had no interest being on blow deck yeah um but as we all know our lives changed very quickly so I kind of found a message and reached out to them and was like are you looking for anyone and you know this really was a period where uh, the world was on hold and especially um the yachting industry yeah so my future was very unknown and yeah I was in a deep dark place in my bedroom in <laughs> County Dublin and I kind of was like you know I had a few friends be like oh you should you know reach out and why not and you know of course, my initial answer was no, why would I? And then, you know, as I sat there on my own doing nothing, <laughs> with no, you know, light at the end of the tunnel, I was like, actually, what do I have to lose? Yeah. So, um, yeah, pretty rapidly it all kind of fell to place. And two months later, I was flown out to Croatia and did the first season. Yeah. Um, I think it's, like I said, I love seeing Irish people on reality shows because I think it's just a thing we don't expect. We're such a small place. And yet we seem to always be like everywhere at all times. Um, But uh, like the job is really difficult. I don't think I'd be 
able for it to be be honest with it because there's a feeling of having to be on constantly it feels like especially when you you have people aboard like like when you're having a bad day or a shit day what like what can you do you just have to put the fake smile on and keep pretending yeah I, th- I mean that's it. it you know I got kind of people saying the same thing to me all the time and I guess we all have our our skills and the things we're good at and I'm pretty self-aware and um yeah I'm I am good at being on show I'm you know kind of a show pony I'm <laughs> a very social person I'm quite charming and you know luckily enough I was able to find a career um between yachting and now reality tv that kind of showcases those skills um because I have lots of other things that I'm really shit at (laughs) so luckily I was one of the lucky ones and kind of found what I was good at um but it is hard yeah it's you know I've many a time I've gone down to a cabin with a full boat on board and cried and um, whether it be I was having a bad day or a breakup or homesick um so yeah I'm just like everybody else but yeah I'm other people are mathematical they're organizational they're um intelligent in other ways and my you know my skill is is being able to kind of put it on when I have to and whether that be in a social environment or a work environment um yeah I'm good at it so Trust me, I'm just as exhausted as everyone. You know, <laughs> when, the, when other people are, you know, doing coding or being a lawyer or, you know, and they're exhausted, yeah. I'm exhausted at the end of the day from kind of being the show pony. Or the show boat, if you will, if you want to exactly. say. Put the pun in. <laughs> like exactly. how, how long would you would you generally be away is it is it different compared to I know you were saying you were doing it for eight years, obviously pre-COVID, but the length of time that you go away with below deck, are you away for months on a time, like a year? I'm not actually sure how long the period is that you're you're filming for. Below deck six weeks. Six weeks. Okay. So that's below deck cool. is, is absolutely fine. Below deck is very, very short um compared to, you know, what I I'd done previously where my life was on the boat. But it, six weeks you would struggle to to physically and mentally be able to do much more. They okay. um, very much do a lot in six weeks. Yeah, it's full on. It's full on. It's full on. It's uh, yeah. You're pretty. You're pretty broken by the end of it. I'd imagine so. And then I suppose, as you said, I mean, you were doing this for years before you started, but it must be hard to maintain, you know, friendships, relationships, you know, with maybe people who aren't in that world or don't, you know aren't into yachting or sailing or like do you is it easier to be with somebody who's in that kind of universe yeah I think um I mean friendships you know luckily we're in a world that and especially when I kind of came into yachting whatsapp and instagram was becoming a thing I think just as I started yachting so I was very blessed in that sense and easy jet and Ryanair and all these kind of things that made um definitely friendships more uh, sustainable and easier to kind of um keep going yeah but as relationships go you know it's funny like I have friends who are always like oh you you know you can't date a yachty and I'm like well, you're married to a yachty and they're like yeah <laughs> I'm different and I'm like I they keep saying yachting is my problem and I'm like I'm pretty sure it's just me you're just being really blind <laughs> um no, it's definitely, there are, I know so many people who have relationships in yachting um, and I, I personally see the benefits, yeah. some benefits, but it's definitely 
definitely not easy, but the whole industry is not easy. Nothing about it's easy. So, you know, people who kind of maintain those relationships, there is a huge amount of work and sacrifice and, um, you know, compromise. And yeah, it, it never happened for me, but I think as well, the choices I made, you know, there, there's so many different types of yachting and you've got yeah. rotation, you can be based in France, you can do, whereas I chose small boats that were world traveling. Okay. Kind of gave an extra layer of, um, you know, like I dated guys and they're like, okay, I'm going to Palma. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to New Zealand. And I was like, <laughs> bye. Easy, crazy. Yeah, I was like, you know, obviously that was the end. There was no real discussion about it. It was kind of inevitable. Yeah. So yeah, for me, it was, um, I you know, unless I find someone working on the boat, which there were seven people, I'm one of them. Yeah. Three of them are women or whatever. So you're left yeah. with two men and one was married. So unless I really, really fell in love with that one guy, uh, <laughs> that was kind of my only option. So, yeah. yeah. Well, really. we'll probably get to it, but definitely a few questions came up about that one guy, I assume. We're, we're talking oh, about. God. <laughs> but, um, I mean, look, it's the same for even, I know it's different, but even office romances, if you're in a small office, if you get with somebody or do anything, it's like the talk of the floor. It's really embarrassing. I think the only times I know where people are able to sustain relationships in any kind of work environment is when they're not working the exact same place or the exact same area. So maybe they do the same job, but they're in a different department or, you know, you know, they're yeah, on a different... No, exactly. I think, I, I think everything, every relationship has, you know, it's ups and downs. And this is kind of when my friends always came back to me like, oh, you can't date a yachty. And I'm like, literally anyone who says that they're married to a yachty. So I'm like, right, well, it worked for you. But no, it's it's um every relationship, yeah, has their ups and downs. But I think yachting is renowned for it being um kind of notoriously difficult. But, you know, that's that's not to say there's hundreds of jobs out there that, that don't require travel and, you know, a huge amount of trust. And um that's really what it comes down to. But I think... When we look at yachties in particular, they're usually good looking, surrounded by good looking people, played with alcohol. But, you know, I've seen the same with with airline you know, yes. people who work in hotels and, you know, the captains and this, the air stewards getting absolutely shit faced, you know, <laughs> in, a, in a bar at 4 a.m. and their spices, their, you know, their halves at home. So, yeah, it's like you said, an office environment. It's, yeah, relationships are just hard. Yeah. And would you miss now the Irish fellas, you know, or or do you prefer the more, you know, foreign ilk? <laughs> I do you know what I I don't think I haven't dated an Irish guy since I was in um university. And I, I have to say I'm I think I have outgrown Ireland. I don't want to like offend anyone here. I'm like <laughs> you'll be barred from Tinder. You won't be <laughs> Won't be allowed into coppers, Daisy. I know. <laughs> I get I get myself into all for trouble about what I say. But no, I I um I oh, I just don't fancy Irish guys. I think they're so lovely and I see so much amazingness in them and they're so funny, but it's been a while since and it's not I'm not saying that I wouldn't or you know that I mightn't have a future with one, but at the moment it's I just haven't been with an Irish guy. I tend to go for the last several guys I've dated have all been in England now and this is before I lived in London um have all been English so and for me I think they've kind of been enough of home but enough of not 
yeah. I don't know. It's not a conscious decision. Eighteen <laughs> <laughs> years, years of depression, Daisy. How could you? <laughs> but I, I think it is with with you know other nationalities, and I, I think the problem with Irish guys is they. The asking on the date, the being forward, the getting to that point is, is like pulling teeth out. And I do find, particularly guys from England, Wales, you know, they're a lot more confident. They're not more outgoing about asking for a date. There's none of this pissing around, like, let's talk for seven weeks. For... Well, this is what my friend was saying, because I've gone on a load of dates in January, me whining the date. <laughs> and my friend, who lives in Dublin, was like, I can't believe no, because because I was only new. I'm literally only new to the apps, like since January. So okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm having a great time. I got over it real quick. <laughs> and um, she was like, I can't believe how many dates you've gone. How she's like, I could be talking to guys for weeks, and I was like, Oh no 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 no. I'm like, day two if they haven't asked me, like I'll quickly move on and. Yeah, I, I don't know, maybe an element of confidence, maybe an element in London. There's just, it's just so fast paced. If you're not in there real quick, it dies down. Yeah. But yeah, this hanging around for weeks, because yeah, I've had that where like there's so much chemistry over text and then you go on the date and you're like, well, that was a waste of two days. So yes. I couldn't even imagine <laughs> wasting, you know, several weeks. Yeah, no, it's, I've literally just rejoined uh, a dating app myself. And I have said to myself that I am having a cut off date in terms of the chats. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm not. And, and people were laughing. They were like, well, you'd meet someone after only a week. And I was like, yes, because I'm oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, a week in London is a lifetime. Yeah. yeah. A week. <laughs> Whereas I think a guy, an Irish guy is going to be really scared now if I bring up the prospect of this. But I just, I have been in the past stuck in... I wouldn't even call them situationships because I haven't even met the fella. I would call them textationships. The amount of during COVID uh, that I got into these long... And I was like, I've never met this guy and I don't have a deep and meaningful... But like... No, I have... Like, I've, I have several friends who are in the same position where, you know, they the same thing, whether it be years or months or weeks and they're in, like you said, tax relationships. And it is amazing. And I can see how they fall in... Yes. Fall into it, um, because it is very easy because we do live very busy lives, and you know everyone likes to you know a text or someone to chat to or whatever. And then suddenly weeks become months and become yeah. years. So I can definitely see it. Um, but you're absolutely right. And you know if you want an online relationship, that's absolutely each their own. But you know if you're somebody who wants more than that, no, it has to be a week. And I've definitely seen it where I have been texting someone. And there honestly has been so much chemistry online and we've met up and there's been nothing. And I'm just like, no, you need to. And I'm not kidding. In London, a week is, if you wait a week, it's because they live outside of London. You have to wait until they can get the train. <laughs> That's it. Otherwise, like if they're down the road and we're not meeting tomorrow. And it's not even me. Like they're the ones who are like, do you want to go for a drink tomorrow? They're so. Yeah. No, could, on the board, yeah. So any Irish, dose of that. yeah. I, I, I do think we could do with a dose of that here because, like I said, you just go. It goes on and on, and then you're like, wait a minute, that we've gotten absolutely nowhere, and it's been four yeah. weeks, and yeah. and it's so easy to slip in, like you're saying, 
so busy and it's nice to get a text off someone who like isn't your friend or your ma you know kind of way but <laughs> yeah. snuckered into something but yeah I would definitely prefer the fast pace of London now will I be able to cope with it or not 100% sure but um <laughs> I was I went on five in two weeks and I'm completely exhausted and that's that that was a month yeah. ago I've, oh God. I've, I've put it on the shelf for a bit <laughs> still <laughs> tired that's a lot. In fairness, we we had a girl on here talking to us before. I don't know if you're on TikTok much, but she's called Shifting and Drifting on TikTok. And she's just a floating orange. So she doesn't show her face or anything like that. Um, But she did her dating wrapped and she was telling us that I think last year she'd done. Oh, God, I don't want to misquote, but I feel like she'd nearly 40 first dates or something like that. Like she went hard. And and in fairness, no, she took off in her. Absolutely amazing. It's fair because like I was saying I was I'm new to it so I in the last 10 years since online dating has been a thing I did five so that's yes. one every two years okay and I did five in two weeks <laughs> like wow you really went to the heart I was like I am January new year new me I'm going for it so 40 and, and I've heard stories and a lot of the people who have heard who've done that actually have come out the other side with a partner and a child. Yeah. Um, but I have to say fair play because the financial expense, the, it, all my dates went really well. None of them were bad, but it, it was expensive. I was exhausted. I, yeah. you know, my whole routine was out the window. So that's kind of why I did like, maybe I'll aim for five a month. That's- yeah. That's not bad. That's not bad. That wouldn't be bad going. I mean, I we started this podcast um just before COVID. Like we literally we didn't know what was going to happen. Um, but the year of COVID, I actually went on, was it about 14 dates, even though we were in lockdown? Yeah. Um, and like I did get in a relationship from that, but then we broke up. So this is me finally dipping my toe back into the dating waters. Um I just like I have friends as well, because then I so like I just can't be arsed to do this. And, you know, a few friends of mine who are great at it and, you know, really put themselves out there were like, look, I know it's terrific because I make them, I'll sit down with a glass of wine. I'm like, tell me all your stories. I live for it. Like, absolutely. <laughs> they're like, I would be, you know, laughing away or whatever. And I'm basically me at their expense, at their awful dates. Yeah. But I have to say, you know, every one of them have come back and have been like, actually, we did end up meeting a few guys that we ended up dating. And, you know, I know we're single now and we're having to go back through it, but you do actually meet some, some you know, you do end up having some really yeah. positive experiences. And if I, was, I mean, I we talk about our dating experience here and, you know, usually it's, they've all been fine. I've had two or one or two horrific ones. But look, I don't think we can all escape without having one or two bad ones. Um. But uh, have you had any particularly like awful dates or any ones where you were like, Jesus Christ? <laughs> no, do you know what? I, honestly, out of all of them, uh, the 10, we'll go with 10. I think it's 10. Uh, they've all been great. Um, only one have I gone on a second date with. There potentially might be a third. I think there's going to be a third date. I do like him, so we'll see. Really? Awesome. Ever, oh, and by the way, all my friends are like, that's really good. If you're going on a third date, that's like a really high success rate. Well, actually, I'll tell you something now, which seems to be an unusual streak on this podcast. We have often had people come on 
and they're single or dating and maybe have had one or two dates and not no word of a lie a couple of months after coming on here they've ended up being in a relationship so it might yeah. be might be might this might be a lucky charm for you it Just, doesn't seem to be working for I me might come on in six months and lo and behold i'm in a relationship and i won't I, nobody hold their breath because you know you'll be very might well pass out but Hopefully, but no, it, we're going on a third date. Well, I think, yeah, we're pre- I'm pretty sure we're going on a third date. So that's exciting. But the rest of them were completely fine. Um, a few kisses, but just uh, uh, the first five now, to be fair, were more circumstantial. It was more like I was in a country. I was leaving the next day. But yeah, probably none of them I would have gone on a second date with. And then the ones more recently, um, yeah, they were, again, were completely fine. Just... Uh, just not for me. Yeah. Um. One of them I did end up doing more than having a kiss with, and it <laughs> giggling away. <laughs> um. So that won't be happening again for a while. So I've already said with this guy on the third date, if anything more than a kiss happens, it won't be till the tenth date. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you're putting you're putting timelines on things. That's fine. Each to their own. Um, yeah. very hard to hold out for 10 dates I it's would. happening it's happening <laughs> because if I don't hold out I might ever be doing anything than kissing again because okay. <laughs> anybody um, has a custody belt or anything for Daisy but no it, other than that honestly I was actually um really I was actually kind of enjoying it to be honest I was enjoying the conversations I was um I enjoyed the dates I think my the biggest thing I didn't enjoy was having knowing that it there wasn't going to be a second date I basically oh, I'm, I'm an awful person I basically ghosted them all but I'm like is it ghosting when I don't really know them and my friends are like just say you're not like into it and I'm like that is actually worse I think than not texting them back <laughs> like I was that person and I just didn't text four of them back but I think they got the hint. And honestly, I don't, the whole experience of those dates, that for me was the worst part. They were lovely. We went to nice places. I learned new things, like good conversation. But that was knowing kind of straight away, this wasn't for me. Yeah. But not wanting to lead them up. That was, that was kind of a bit of a, a mess with my mind. That was kind yeah. of the least enjoyable part of the whole experience. Yeah. I think... I've I've been lucky the ghosting has never been too bad. Like usually I've just we've both messaged and both have not been interested after our first date and it's been fine. But I did have one where I did bits and I got ghosted afterwards. And that one genuinely did really mind fuck me <laughs> a bit because you know yourself, you let the guard down a little bit and you're like, you absolute idiot. You like why did you do I that? Think- because the guy I did the bits with he I luckily look this is a good tip so I had explained I had said that I'd been seeing someone up until recently and so when he texted me being like okay you've obviously ghosted me because he texted me I texted him back but I just was so not into it and he texted me back being like look you've obviously ghosted me and he's like it's fine and he was really sweet and I think it is much easier for men like sure at the time of his life he you know he got (laughs) You know, the ride on a Saturday night with a reality TV star. He was delighted. He was, like, <laughs> <laughs> he was 
was like, it's worth getting ghosted for bullshit. Um, you know, I, I kind of, I was like, look, I've had a really tough week and I, I'm back talking to my ex complete BS. But uh, that was a good outing for me. But I do think it's probably much easier, I think, for a woman to not text a man back because men just don't. No, they don't internalize it. The same no. no. And like I said, he, he, you know, as much as he might've been disappointed, I don't think he would have been as affected yeah, but I think he, I think I was having a bad, I would think I was doing him a favor by doing bits of him. Yes. Whereas like with you as a woman, I think I, that would affect me as well. I'd be upset. Yeah, it's like, to, it's totally, it's just the way we deal with things that are on an emotional level or just completely different from men. Um, yeah, and, it's, and it's a di- I think there's a different level of vulnerability you're putting yourself out there for. So it, it does feel a bit, I, I genuinely, even if I wasn't into them, if I, I hadn't have heard from your man. Yeah. Even though I wasn't into it, I would have felt a bit disrespected yeah. for sure. It's it's the thing of like, we want to be Samantha, but we're kind of Charlotte sometimes when it com- comes down yeah. to it, unfortunately. Oh no, we all want, trust me, I want to be a Samantha. I want to be a man, basically. basically <laughs> life would be a lot easier. Life would be a lot easier. Very open about that. Tell me, so do you tell people like upfront that, that you're on reality tv or do they know or like what kind of what is it like broaching that conversation with somebody with well there's a few awkward steps i have to go through so first of all on my um dating profile my it's my middle name and only okay. because i have my facebook private and it's linked so first of all they're like hi ashling and i have to be like my name's daisy <laughs> okay <laughs> but whatever we'll go with this and then there's always the awkward and I actually usually bring it up because I'm interested in what they work as so I'm usually like what's your job and then of course inevitably it's going to come back and because I'm not working at the moment um because my life is a bit weird and a bit of an attra- transitional period it, it I just sound like a bum so <laughs> I have to try to go and then I have to do that really awkward thing by being like, well, I do a bit of influencing. And yeah. now I'm that, that knob. I'm literally that knob who <laughs> is an influencer. And um, yeah, but but obviously, I and I have to say it because I otherwise, what's the alternative? Like, I don't, oh, I'm this bum who doesn't work. And so, yes, I, I am relatively upfront about it. And um. Sometimes they know, sometimes I've got mess- people message me straight away are really nice about it and go, I know you're on below deck, yeah. not interested in that, I wanna, I'm interested in talking to you. I had The guy who I'm going on the third date with sat for about two hours with me asking me about it. Right. And then the drunker he got, he was like, I've watched it. And I was <laughs> like, what the hell? He couldn't even hold it together. He couldn't even have a short time. This is like three bottles of wine deep. And I was like, you just made me talk about it for like, and he's like, oh, he's like, my sister's into it. And he's like, I've seen one or two of the other season. Two hours later, three bottles of wine later. He's like, I've, I've watched it. <laughs> I've seen it all. I have seen it all. I know your entire life story. I know. I was like, so did you know who I was before? And he's like, yeah. I was like, you're insane. I was like, I've just been sat here. Like, oh, anyway, well, I there suppose we go. the, uh, we all do a bit of light stalking, you know, before sometimes we meet uh, somebody. But I suppose with you, it's a little bit more easy to find um, 
<laughs> some of some of your information. We can just watch a TV show with you in it, and that that gets us up to speed. Yeah, it's a bit, but I definitely have gone on um, a few dates. I've gone on five dates since I've been on Blow Deck, but I've definitely yeah. gone on uh, one or two where they really didn't know anything, and they were. It's it, honestly the best thing about it. It's such a great icebreaker. <laughs> so oh, yeah. There's not that no dull moment. Um, but they were genuinely quite fascinated by it, and, and uh, you know, it is a good kind of starting point to be able to talk about it. But we, we, I spoke to Kate Chastain about it as well, and she yeah. kind of made the whole um discreet thing for a long time, and obviously, then it just gets really awkward because you know, especially she's dating in the US where everyone knows her, and and yes. you know, she kind of got to the point where she was like why am I lying about this or why am I trying to cover it up because they're yeah. inevitably going to find out so yeah for me it's a bit awkward to talk about and a bit um you know I, I I'm not sure how I would react if someone's like I'm a reality tv I'm like I don't know if I judge them or be proud of them or be <laughs> <laughs> so I'm always but it's it's they're gonna find out so you have to I think you kind of just have to kind of lay it out there and just go yeah, yeah. this is me I have to ask because everyone asked when I put up the question box and obviously you're saying you're dating someone so I assume there's nothing going on any longer with Gary is that done and dusted you're just friends there's nothing else there we're just friends I think um I think with my new year's resolution I think one of the big things is that I'm what I'm trying to do is to get myself basically out of situationships and I think I have this um huge tendency to date because of my job um and because of the person I am people who I'm friends with people who I'm a slow burner so yeah for me the chemistry is is never instant I never walk into a bar I can recognize someone who's good looking of course but yeah very hard for me to fancy them um and same with you know the online dating and everything so it was very natural for me to date people who I was very good friends with and And Gary's one of them, you know, that it took two seasons for that to kind of uh, build up yeah. for the two of us. And then I just, yeah, since January, just it's just too hard when it doesn't yeah. work out. And with me and Gary, like, we're still such good friends, but we're, you know, always in this awkward zone where, and then I have to watch him hook up with other people. Yeah. We're not together, but we're friends and then we're hanging out and we're like, are we going to kiss or like, <laughs> like I'm like so and I'm like this is a lot so in January I was like I'm staying away from this um so yeah we're just friends I hate to break it to everyone I know they're all shipping us I I I know yeah not to be shipping I honestly think you're better off uh (laughs) that's that's just my my personal opinion just from watching Gary and the development he gets up to uh I I would have a preference for you not to be with him but um <laughs> look. I think we have well, I think we can both um accept and kind of acknowledge that there is undeniable kind of chemistry and there true. yeah but but chemistry doesn't mean you know love, love wedding, babies. yeah yeah and I think whoever he does end up with will be very lucky when he's ready but I just don't think he's just ready quite and yet. to be honest like that's fine like you know what I mean like why not when you're young on reality tv good looking why wouldn't explore all the opportunities he can and I think that's the thing I notice about him it's not that I don't think he likes you don't fancy you you don't have a good relationship but he doesn't seem like he's ready 
or maybe more than that. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And my biggest problem with him was more just to own that. You know, I, you know, I've been with plenty of guys and been around, been around plenty of guys who want to, you know, we're getting all this attention and want to, you know, mess around or fool around. And and that's where kind of gaslighting comes in. So I'm like, yeah. go do it. You don't have to convince all these girls that you're yeah. in love with them, sleep with, the, with to sleep with them. They're going to sleep with you anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're just as horny as you lost. Like they don't need to be, you know, given the world. And that's where I think they need to learn. And where Gary, um, where I wish he kind of embraced that more and kind of just yes. said, "Hey, I'm single." You did. He didn't need to kind of, in my opinion, need everyone more straight. Uh, kind yeah. of, high school, uh, yeah. Well. Daisy, one last question before I let you go. I'm running out of time here, unfortunately. I feel like I could talk to you actually for hours on end. Like, we're like, we just get into the chats. But oh, everybody wants to know. Talk to me about dating. I'll, I could go on. <laughs> everybody wants to know, are you returning to Below Deck? Are you allowed to say anything? Or are you allowed to confirm, deny? Look, out of my hands. Ask Bravo. Spam Bravo. Everyone listen, spam, bram. There was one thing, I don't think you'll be allowed to answer this, What if Andy Cohen is nice or not, but I feel like that might be something you, you might be able to discuss. No, do you know what he actually really is? He, I only got to meet him in person for the first time after talking to him online for several years. Um, I got to meet him at BravoCon, and he actually is. He's actually really lovely. I, he talks to everyone he has a drink. I know I kind of see things online where they're always like, he's so mean to blow deck people, but I don't watch the yeah. other thing. So I actually have no comparison. Right. I'll okay. keep it that way. Yeah. Um. <laughs> keep it sweet. I think so. That might not make any interviews or interactions with him a hell of a yeah. lot easier. So he's, um, he's very lovely to me and he's always been very kind. So um, yeah, I personally like him. Like I said, I'll be, I'll be staying <laughs> off and... If he's fan, if he's fanning everyone else, I'll be very upset. So I'll just concentrate on my own relationship with him. Well, thank you so much, Daisy, for coming on and chatting today. I really, really enjoyed chatting to you. I hope your third date goes very, very well, and you get the daters going to date uh, a curse. Curse is not the right word because it's good luck charm, and hopefully it works out. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate your time. Of course, thank you so much. No worries. Thank you.